I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Hey everybody, welcome to another fantastic episode of It's Go Time with Jay and James. I am James. And I am Jay. Hello, hello. 
Well, I hope everybody tuned in last week for our fun-filled St. Patrick's Day festivities. That was a lot of fun. We've gotten some good feedback from uh, our other co-hosts that were on, and maybe that's something we'll do a little bit more in the future. Uh, maybe next time we'll actually have audio going. Um, <laughs> yeah. It definitely might not be me doing it. So, um, you know, we'll kind of go from there at that time. But anyway, we're going to kick it off today. We're recording on Thursday this week. We had a pretty, I had a pretty hectic week. And so we did our best to shoot the show, but it works out good because today is uh, the trade deadline. So, yeah. you know, with that, uh, the NBA trade line, trade, trade deadline is today, as well as um, March Madness is in full effect. Uh, according to the ESPN, there are 15 perfect brackets left out of 17.4 million of them. Um, wow. How is that even possible? It's, I have no idea how that's possible. So with that, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, there's been some some big some big happenings um, that has happened in the NFL. Free agency is widely upon well, us. Well underway, yep. Uh and uh we're, it looks like New England's gonna have a brand new uh brand new football team come uh come October kickoff. So we'll discuss that a little bit. But let's sure. kick it off with the trade deadline because right before we started recording the Celtics, Trader Danny uh made a move finally. Uh the Celtics have been floundering lately, uh losing the teams they shouldn't lose to and beating a team they should beat, which is always good. Um you know, as well as uh, the rumors of Brad Stevens leaving and going to Indiana to coach their that team hasn't really died down even after uh, he came out and said, no, I'm here. I'm staying. I'm, I'm a asshole. I drink my Dunkin', all that crap. <laughs> um, and it didn't seem like the team responded well to that, that, th that news with Brad Stevens as they went and lost to um, what was it? The Kings. So that night they just, you know, uh, a flat effort last couple of games again, like lost to what Cavaliers who they Cav should have yeah. been Cavaliers. I think the Kings and then last night again to oh, the they, no, they lost, uh, they lost the Memphis Memphis. Yeah. So, um, you know, Dan, Dan, Trader Danny needed to do something to, to, to revitalize that team. So Jay, why don't you kind of go into the details about the trade, what this means for the, for the Celtics and where did, where did the Celtics go from here? I'm going to defer this to you as I would just shit on the trade and shit on the team. So I figured, uh, you know, someone who knows more than I do to kind of break it down a little bit more. All right. So the Celtics traded away two future second round picks, which is fantastic. Great to obtain Evan Fournier out of Orlando. He's 28 years old. He's got a pretty hefty contract. It's like 17 million this year that they have to absorb, um, which puts them a little bit over the cap space as far as money is concerned. And there isn't a roster spot open for him currently with the squad. We have 15 spots. They're all filled. So there it has to be another move. I don't think you're cutting anybody on our roster because that doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to trade. So something else is going to have to happen coming down the, the pipeline here. But to get Evan Fournier, uh, so I heard a little bit of chatter about uh, getting that in a package with maybe Aaron Gordon as well to kind of beef up this trade. Uh, but it looks like Gordon uh, went to Denver, uh, which is a better fit. Uh, Denver had a lot of assets to kind of move around as well. And as far as Orlando, they also got Vucevic. He went to Chicago um, for Wendell Carter and more picks. So they're getting, they're getting very young down in Orlando. Um, 
and they might be putting in a sweepstakes to get Cade Cunningham because I think that is something that is probably on their radar. So I wouldn't be surprised if you just see a lot of tanking action happening out of Orlando going forward because they pretty much just sold their starting five. You know, they're pretty much all gone um, for a lot of future stuff. So with all that said, Evan Fournier is a... I think he's got like an eight-year career so far. He's 28 years old. In the prime of his career, he's averaging 19 points a game this season. He is a starter playing 32 minutes, uh, which he will not get with the Celtics. But uh, he'll probably get around 26 to 28 minutes, which he then he averages around 13, 14 points a game. He's shooting his highest three-point percentage at 38%, which is pretty awesome uh, to come off the bench. Uh, again, he's he's not... Not that Gordon really came off the bench. Uh, I'm still going back to Gordon Hayward here, but uh, he's not him. Uh, but he's six foot seven. He adds a little bit of length. He can come off and play forward. So when Jalen comes out, he can, you know, help contribute on the offensive side of things. I don't know how he is as, su- as such a defensive player, but uh, we, and that's where we have a ton of problems if we really want to get into that. Because uh, our offense, too, we just don't have a closer. We don't have a lot of heart. All the same things are still the same narratives with the team. But Evan Fournier, welcome welcome to Boston. And uh, can't wait to watch you in, in, in the green uniform coming off the bench. You know, if you, like I, I said many pods ago, if, you, if we could get 13 average off the bench from a guy, sign me up. And we got it. I think we got it. So uh, I, I like the trade, but it doesn't catapult us to the top four spot. So it doesn't make us better than four other teams or maybe even five other teams that are, are up there because right now they're currently in the eight spot. So I see them climbing and being more of a problem in the playoffs. But again, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Brooklyn, still better. So, and like I said, there's still a move to be done. So, but I just don't know what's left out there, you know, because uh, a lot of big names have already moved along and moved to other teams. Uh, Denver's done a really good job because I think they also made another trade. Uh, so Denver is really playing, you know, as far as the West is concerned, and they had so many assets on that team anyway. Um, they're in a buying market right now, and uh, I think I think their stock is rising. You know, um, Chicago got a little bit beefier with Vucevic going there, so that makes Chicago, which affects us. Because uh, Orlando's just going to get worse, which is fine. They're below us anyway. But Chicago's right a game or two behind us. So, and now they got a all-star, two all-stars, Zach Levine, young guy, and Vucevic, which is about 30, which was a guy that I always was targeting for the, for, uh, for the Boston Celtics. And now he's still in the same, not division, but still on the East Coast and still going to be a problem. So, uh, as far as that's concerned, I think Denver's becoming the winner here, in my opinion. When it comes down to the N- NBA trades, yeah, because I mean, you know, at, you know, as it stands right now, like I said, you said Celtics are an eight. There, I mean, between the eighth spot and the fourth spot is only two and a half games, so it's it, it is definitely not an insurmountable, you know, hole to get back into that fourth spot. But again, it turns into have you done enough to make yourself better than the Hawks, the Knicks, the Heat, and the Hornets to get there? Um, as well as like the Bulls are going to have a little bit of resurgence going into the second half. Um, because, like you said, we, we just saw how we were against the Bucks. We got not run- that we, last second shot we missed, and we had three opportunities. So to me, the game didn't look great uh, for forty-seven minutes of it. But the last minute, man, it, it was our game. We lost it. So it's not 
to me, that was a good showing. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a running, that's a running theme with the Celtics the last couple of months is they're in it to the end, but somehow they can't, there's no, you know, again, it, it goes to identity. Who, who do you want having that last shot? Jalen Brown or not, Jason t- not Daniel Tice for damn sure. Well, he was that- wide open for three and he, and he clanked it. And it was like, well, that makes sense. And they tried, they tried getting it to Brown that played before and they knocked it out of his hands and it went out of bounds. So we got the ball back. Uh, it was, but it was still with two minutes to go. We were still down by nine. Like it was like, what the, you know, like, see, that's how a lot can happen in a minute and a half towards the end of the game. Foul. Well, all that stuff. I was like, so all of what was happening in the, in the fourth quarter, the last four minutes, I'm, I'm kind of like now, where is that in the first four minutes? Where is that in the middle four minutes? There's like so many times of a four minute span that it's at the wrong time. And they were still, they, they couldn't, get over the hill. They had the opportunity to do it. So they're playing them again on Friday tomorrow. Uh, so that to me, if, if they can steal one, you know, cause it's in Milwaukee, it's a better team. They got to steal that game. I mean, it's not like Evan's going to be suiting up for that game either. So it's not like we have him, but we didn't lose anyone yet. That's of a huge, you know, um, cause you were saying we got to clear some cap and we got to clear some a bench cap. spot. He, there's no, there, he can't get on the roster yet. So something else has to happen. So, so you're telling me Danny has to trade one of these valuable assets that he has. <laughs> Romeo Langford has been hurt all season long. Like, you know, why don't we get rid of him? I don't, I don't know. They're, they must see a ton of potential because, or they're trying to deal him and nobody wants him. Who knows? But, uh, it, I don't want Naismith to leave. I love I love Aaron, so I I, I hope he stays. He 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 reminds. Me, um, this is going to be blasphemy here a little bit, but I watch him every minute like I used to watch Jalen Brown. I'm not saying that they're the same guy. It's just there's something about Naismith that I'm like I'm going to follow this guy. I like him. I like what he does on the court. I like his defensive efforts, and he's got physical abilities, and he can shoot. It's just. It's hard to shoot when you play three minutes a game and you're coming off the bench like the 12th spot. You can't really yeah. come in and start draining threes. Like, that's just, not, you got to start getting some starts. And I don't know why he's not beating out guys like Semi. I don't know why he's, you know, and again, and I said it in another pod, or is the long game here, Danny, between Danny and Brad, play these other guys to create this capital to move, but it ain't working. And, you know, nobody's like looking at Semi and be like, God, I need that guy. well and that's always and that's always the the thing is like when you see uh players being a lot of all of a sudden you get a lot of court time a lot of you know tv time and stuff like that you know and they're throwing out there oh they're they're they're, it's out there they want to get traded they want film on them they want people to uh spotlight like oh you see how good these guys are like i don't know and like i said the, the trading deadline again we're recording this you know on thursday uh, is it about an hour, two, three, is it three, two hours and 45 minutes until the deadline's there, four o'clock? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like I said, it's been, you know, it's been pretty quiet other than like around 12 o'clock is when all those Orlando deals started showing up pretty quickly. So let's see, like I said, you know, I, I want a season. I want a basketball postseason. I think it's, you know, I, I, I want a competitive last of the season I, I i hope that these moves are good this is the first trade that uh danny Ainge has done in season since the isaiah 
Thompson deal six years ago. Um, so let's see. Let's see if and, uh, you know. And to be honest, I like I like Evan. I like him. I I liked what he was doing down in Orlando. But what I don't know about him, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, in the Boston media who have more time on their hands to actually research this shit. What is he like on defense? Cause that's, that's, I think one of our main concerns here, the fact that he can drop 13 or 14 off the bench is super, but again, there's, oh, yeah. our, there's so our, many better offenses of Phoenix. I'm sorry. Uh, well, Phoenix. Yeah. But, uh, I'm talking like Sixers nets and Milwaukee. I mean, you just, I, I Milwaukee watching them last night had 70 points in the first half. They only scored 121. So the we 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 I don't know fifty points and a half kind of put the clamps on them I guess and that's how we cut to fight back. Uh, so defense was I guess good in that scenario, but they can score at will and they can shoot threes. Giannis only had thirteen points that game, but he he has so much attention on him that you had guys. Bobby Portis of all people coming off the bench and dropping 21 on us. And I'm like, what the f- Bobby fucking Portis? Like Jesus well, Christ. Yeah. What is and happening I mean, here? And, and you saw that in the Nets game where, you know, they were scoring at well and you know, who knows if Milwaukee was taking the foot off the gas and was just like, let's just, you know, as long as we get one more point than they do or whatever, or we can match them point for point, you know, we're not going to kill ourselves. We're up 70 at half or not up mm-hmm. 70, but at 70 at half. Who knows? And like I, I always joke around, the, you know, th- that's always been a downfall of a lot of lot of uh, Boston-based teams where they don't let their foot off the gas um, and let teams climb back into games. But like I said, you, you, we'll see. Like I said, I still think it's your top three teams in the East, and then there's a lot of muck. It's a lot of you know middling Easter Conference teams. Like you said, there's four game, there's two games between the fourth seed and the eighth seed. Yeah, and who and, are they? I, I'm not a, I'm I'm a seller on Atlanta. I'm a seller on the Hornets because Ball is out, and I can't believe how much Ball is a huge contributor for that team uh, as a rookie. But he, I'm out on I'm out on them because he's injured. He's out for the season. If he comes back, it's going to be playoffs. He he fractured his wrist and just had surgery. So I'm not worried about. So there's two teams that I can see fall. So who else, who else? The heat. So the heat are, are kind of still in the sweepstakes for Kyle Lowry, which would make me very nervous. Now we're looking at fifth seed at best. If, if we, cause now we have to claw to get a, get ahead of the heat and the heat just the got Knicks? better. Nah, Knicks again. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about. Then you have the Pacers and the bulls right behind on the other, you and, know, the, and the Pacers as well. I think the Pacers still have a play here that they, they have a lot of assets on their team and I think they're still open to a trade as well. So uh, that could be scary as well. But uh, yeah, because what Indiana is like, what, a game behind us, two games behind us? Uh, Indiana is a half a game behind the Celtics. Yeah. And like you said, what is there? Two games to, you know, separates us from the fourth spot. Yep. Two and <laughs> so, a half. Yeah. So which is, which is a lot of fun. And that's why I don't get super concerned uh, all the time, but um I look forward to this trade. I, I I hope that there's another one coming where it's more of like a three for one deal or something or two for one deal. Like the fact that we traded two second round picks for Evan, I'm like, whoa, but that's a, it's a rental. Remember he's going to be a, a free agent next year. Um, a, but again, we have, we, we, I mean, we, we have enough draft capital on our team for two teams. Like, you know, it, Danny, it's, you don't need to draft every, you don't have to use every pick we get every year it's okay to like let picks go. Like, it's okay. Like relax. And like I said, you know, and, and, and of course we'll dissect this. Was this a panic move? Did they have to make a move? Was this, you know, 
I wouldn't consider it such. I, I don't consider it much of a panic. I, I think he's a good basketball player. I think this is it was a smart move only to move uh, people that we don't even know about second round picks. We didn't lose any of our. Oh, no, I, 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 no. I know what I'm saying is, you know, he's come out recently in the last month or two saying, like, it's my roster. It's my team. I put it on like I'm, I'm putting the I put the team together mm-hmm. for someone who was saying the same thing last year and still didn't make any moves at the deadline. Didn't do much of it. Like I would like to know what the what the mindset and the in the difference was, because last year the Celtics were a lot better, and they had an opportunity to get even better, even more, and get even better than that they already were by some simple trades. Um, but again, you know, they're in the AC. Do you think he would still be making these deals if he was in the fourth seed or in the third seed? Like I'm very curious, because like I said, it's just one of those things. I don't think the Celtics have been in the eighth seed in a very long time at the trade deadline. And again, again, I, I don't think they put a lot of stock in where they're sitting today because, like you mentioned earlier, just only two games separating them. So, in, if I was sitting in Danny's seat or Brad, I'm not concerned because, but what I'm worried about is depth, and what I'm worried about is heart, and yeah, two things we lack. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's, no. it, like it's, I said, it's, and they're and bad. they're four and six in the last ten, which is they, they, they they've been playing sub 500 for a while now, and you know, hopefully, so, so are the Lakers. Yeah, but you know why? Lakers are the defending champions, and sorry, uh, you know, until until the Celtics can say they're the defending champions, I can't take them seriously. Like it's the Lakers; they're still, you know, they're only four game. They're four games out of the first seed. The Celtics are ten games out of the first. Um. Uh, and like I said, but again, look at the Jazz and the Sun are just killing it. But again, what is it? LeBron's out indefinitely, and AD's been out indefinitely. So like, it can't. Couldn't yeah. come at a better time. And I, I you know, it, it, I guess what, what they're probably doing out in LA is, is conserving because what you just said, they're, they're champs, right? So they had a quick turnaround. This is the perfect time to take about a month off for each guy, get them back, get them healthy, get ready for the playoffs. And because guess everybody what? Knows LeBron there is no, there's on. no concern that they're gamers, right? So there's no concern that they don't need a ramp up period. And this nope. gives a lot of guys on that squad ample minutes, you know, and, and just to get stronger, better, faster, whatever, so that when playoffs do come around, they're stronger and, you know, and, and they can, they can battle seven game series if they have to. The problem is our Phoenix for real, they can't, they're, they're winning at will, you know, they're beating, they're beating kind of everybody. They've, they, they they're smoking the Lakers every time they play. They, it doesn't matter who they're, you know, putting on the, on the court. Uh, and the, Phoenix is still beating them. So, and the Jazz, I don't know. I'm not. Are you 100 percent on them? I don't know. It's, it's just they seem kind of in the moment, like great. Uh, but Denver, Denver is going to be that sneaky team that could, you know, I don't know where they sit in the Western Conference right now. Denver, they, they're they're in the fifth with six and a half. Okay, point. so I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna bump the Lakers to five. Yeah, it's Lakers are four, Nuggets are five. Yeah, because Denver, for all intents and purposes, we're talking about health. They're healthy, and they just got McGee to help with Jokic and they also got Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. They just got, they, they got deep too, man. They're bent. They're, they're, they're a solid squad right now. It just shows also too, like looking at the standings, how much better the West is compared to the East. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but really I still, is. and I'll go back on my, what I said earlier. I still think Brooklyn Sixers and Bucks. You know, I don't care where everyone puts the other rankings. I still think they're better than Phoenix and the Jazz. 
Oh no, I'm I, I'm with you on that. I just think it's funny. Just in just like, it always feels like there's a sub 500 team on in the East in a playoff seeding. Like it always feels like, you know, it's just. I mean, that's what it was in the bubble last year. Remember, they literally had to invite Washington in there to be like, we need like somebody to give like competition to the east because i remember wasn't there like seven c seven teams were added from the western conference because they were within, with they were within three games of the eight seed so yeah, they were right. like well you can play and then washington was the only one and they were three games out of the eighth seed and they were the only one close and it's yeah. like wow that's wow the east sucks <laughs> yeah but that's why you kind of see why some of these teams are in a good position right now because they had a lot of time to rest. They didn't make it to the bubble and they're actually like teams like Chicago teams, like the Knicks teams, like, I don't know, Atlanta, were they in the bubble? I want to say yes. I want to say yes too, but Charlotte wasn't. So you got all these teams, these three teams that, cause I mean, if you think about it, Toronto was there and they're they're They've kind of fallen back. Um, obviously the the Celtics have fallen back, but I'm just saying like, there's a lot of teams up in that top eight right now that have had a lot of time to get better or, or be more cohesive and make a lot of changes. And I think whatever uh, Tom Thibodeau is doing in New York is something pretty phenomenal to see. I'm very happy for the New York Knicks fan base as far as, wow, you actually got a pretty good product out there. And Julius Randle, who would have thought could be a number one on any team. And here, and here he is just be being a freaking dog out there. Um, and again, I, I'm shocked that Knicks aren't trying to do anything, but uh, I don't know. They, they kind of like their squad and they're pretty scrappy. You know, they're, they're one of the surprise teams that are going to be like, wow, you know, I'm scratching my head. New York came out of nowhere. No, the magic or the magic were in the Hawks were not. Right. So, okay. All right. So, so now you have, so the magic, I'm sorry, Atlanta is ahead of the Celtics. Charlotte is ahead of the Celtics and the Knicks are ahead of the Celtics. All teams, in my opinion, had more time in the off season to rest and just kind of chill out during the bubble time, had more time uh, to be more cohesive, whatever it may be. It's not a surprise. If you, if you take a a very 30,000 look at this, it's kind of like, wow, it's kind of telling that these guys had a break. And like you just mentioned, a lot of Western West coast teams or West teams went to the playoffs and they're all muddled still in the same spot. Right. I mean, every there's no shocker right now. Right. No golden state is knocking at the door to make the playoffs. And guess what? If golden state actually had clay Thompson, guess what? You'd see another tier get knocked down. So that's why I'm like the Lakers are have a volatile problem here. A lot of West West teams are are better, and uh, you know I I think the Miles are going to be catching up to that team, and here 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 we are. You know they're losing, they're not playing the, their stars, uh, and now it's like you're looking at Harrell, you're looking at uh, Schroeder, Schroeder, um, and being like, hey man, you know in my opinion I thought they were a playoff team without their two superstars, but now I'm looking at them and going, oh shit, they're not that good. they're they're really not that good of a team without those guys obviously top top five guys in the nba you're not on your on your squad right now but again it's like even in beads out and the sixers have not fallen off they they were still up in the third spot and brooklyn is a fucking juggernaut 
Like, and, and, and Kyrie's on another leave of absence. Uh, Harden has a knee thing and Durant has a hamstring thing that he ain't coming back. So again, even Brooklyn is coasting right now and they're still comfortably in the second spot or one. I don't even know where they're at right now, but they're, they're comfortable. Uh, they're in the third spots. So is it the Seven, Sixers are in, or one? Sixers are one. One second. Uh, then Sixers, Milwaukee Bucks, just Nets. say that it, it Bucks or Nets are tied for the second. Spot. Okay, because Bucks won last night, Nets lost. Nets got shellacked last night, actually. I think by the yeah. Suns or the Jazz. Yeah, shellacked. Anyway, but yeah. So like I said, the, the, the when does the season end this year? When does it, when did they say that the the uh, season was going to end? Oh man, pretty soon. My fantasy my, my fantasy is is ending next week. <laughs> so um, I would imagine what's it's got to be April, mid April, end of April, May first okay, is probably yeah. the start of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I I, I, right. same, I think it's the same thing with uh, the the hockey. the hockey is middle uh, beginning of April. Uh, I don't I know the Bruins have a fucking shit ton of games to make up, so that's going to be fucking fun for the Bruins. But you will see. Yeah, and since and since and since a lot of you know we haven't talked about the Bruins in a while, but uh, Jesus, you know they seem to be falling back, falling back into uh, line here. Well, yes and no. I mean, like I said, they uh, we'll see. Their, the trade deadline's coming up. I think trade li- trade deadline is this month. I think it's like or or next month um, for the NBA NHL. Um, mm-hmm. But they, you know, for 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 this for the for the Bruins, they've just they haven't beat up on the shitty teams in the Eastern in in their conference. Like that's you know they're only playing the same eight teams, only playing the Correct. same seven teams. And the one team that is the worst team in the NHL is in their division and they've played them once hmm. or everybody else has played them at least five or six times. So right, well, that, that's, a, that's hopeful for moving forward. That, and you know, they're playing tonight. They, they, they had three of their games post two of their games postponed due to COVID. They had a COVID oh, wow. issue in there. So they actually are playing tonight in front of fans in Boston for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 the garden will be open. I will uh, not be in attendance, James. Huh? You will not be in attendance. That. I will not okay. be there. Sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the Bruins hopefully will make a move soon. You know, they're still dealing with a shit ton of injuries. Uh, the injury bug put them pretty hard over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, they're still fighting. I mean, they're right. You know, they, they, this, this, you know, they're, I think they're at the four. So they'll be the last team in the playoffs in the division. I think they've been hovering around the number four spot, but like it's between them and the flyers right now for that fourth seed. Uh, but the fucking Islanders have been unbelievable. They've been just awesome and they're playing the you know they're they're playing right now i mean the the islanders have the bruins have five games in hand against the islanders the islanders are 21 8 and 4 the mm-hmm. celtic the bruins are, are 16 8 and 4 all right so the last time i looked at the standings they haven't changed nope they are a week ago so they haven't played in like a week yep they haven't played since last friday last thursday yeah now, week. could this be a good thing for the team are they resting? Are they getting probably healthier right now? Or it's, what's, what's it's happening? A, it's a little, it's yes and no, because basically they have to make up all these games. So oh, now they're, yeah. they're scheduled. Gets, sword. So they, they might yeah. go on a nice little run here, but towards the end of the season, they're, it's going to catch up again. So right now the, the, the Bruins have two games in hand on uh, the devils. 
who have 30 games played. <coughs> Excuse me. But they have six games in hand against the Islanders, who are number one in the division. Hmm. And they're up by 10 points. So if they go five and one, there's your 10 points right there, and you're tied with the Islanders. Okay. So that, and that's where it is. It's literally, <coughs> excuse me. It's COVID. the COVID. Islanders. COVID. Do you have COVID? No. Oh, do we have to have a conversation? No, I would <laughs> like to like get out of my house though. Um, <laughs> you can. It's the Islanders. It's okay. I can. I, I will know. let you go out. <laughs> I know. We, we let Harrison run in a field for the first time. Like this year. <laughs> He's so. like oxygen. What the fuck is this? He's like open ground, not glass, not carpeting. <laughs> He's like, woo, running around. We were chasing him around. He loved it. Nice. Um, but yeah, right now the, 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 you know, the, the, the Islanders are number one with 46 points. And then it goes Washington at 44 points, Pittsburgh for 42. And then the Bruins have 36 and the Flyers have 34 and the Rangers have 32. So it's very tight at the, that fourth seed to get that last spot in there. But mm-hmm. again, the Bruins have played the least amount of games than anybody in the freaking league right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, they got New Jersey had the bug. They lost a couple of games against them. You know, the Buffalo is just they ran rampant through their freaking cl- uh, their locker room. So, and then the Bruins just had it this past week. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens. Like I said, you know, they're still a good team. They have very hard trouble scoring five on five. They're very much a special team with the power play. Tuca has been out too with his butthole hurts something. I don't <laughs> fucking know. He's a little bitch and whatever. Um, so, you know, their, you know, their goaltending has been subject and their defense has been banged up. Everything that didn't go right. Everything that went wrong where last year where they were healthy and they had energy and they were coming off that horrible loss against the blues in the finals, mm-hmm. you know, they came out this, they're just ev- the bug COVID. It's just been not a good season for them. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully they can get healthy. You know, they can make a trade to, you know, beef up that second line or even that third line, you know, maybe get some more blue line help. We'll see. I mean, the playoffs are coming pr- quickly. Um, Bruins have a lot of games to make up to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's, they have a 52 game season. So, they're at 28 games and the season ends in about three weeks. Yeah. So with the Celt, whoa, that's, that's a lot of games in a short amount of time. So with the Celt, you know, NBA Celtics, at least their last game's May 16th. So they still have seven weeks to go. Yeah. They have, oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Beginning of May. So they push back the season. Yeah. May 8th is their last game. Okay. But like, that's like it's i mean it's just well it's, back, it's very back. similar to what i was saying about the celtics when i was defending them about the gauntlet that they had to go through in february they were making up three games from january that had to get kicked so and yeah. everyone was all up in arms like holy fuck what's happening to the celtics and I'm like well yeah same thing's happening to a lot of teams you know you're gonna see a lot of ebbs and flows the teams that you see at the top probably have the best protocol for covid or whatever they're doing they're handling it correct right now no injuries uh, you probably have a lot of, you know, less COVID. And if, you know, they're getting breaks at the right time, if they're playing against the right teams, whatever it may be, that is kind of beneficial. So I think there's a lot, this season is still a very weird and awkward season. Um, 
And that's why you see a lot of, that's why it's funny, you know, Celtics are in the eighth spot and that's kind of weird. Uh, and you got the Lakers dipping to five or four or five just because of injuries and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is a very weird season, but once the playoffs start, it's going to be like, it's gonna all be right, just, this, yeah. this is, this is where we're at. And this is what we're back. And then next you know? year, hopefully it's going to be a real season. The season's going to start in October. It's going to be a little bit more of that. No, then you're going to have more right? of the travel back into things, which will affect teams. Cause right now it's like, everything is, is it's not that it's localized, but it's like, you know, especially what's happened with the box right now, they're staying, you know, they, they played last night and they're staying overnight today and they're going to play again tomorrow. So in Milwaukee. So it's, it's, it's kind of well, like I, the baseball hopeful, type series. Well, I'm hopeful that that's some of this stuff that they're doing. I hope kind of sticks. Yeah. Kind of sticks. Like I said, th- there's no reason for the, the Celtics to play Milwaukee. There's no reason why they can't play two games in Milwaukee and two games in like, you know, especially the Eastern conference teams where you play them more than once. I mean, the Western mm-hmm. conference is a different animal because you're not playing them. You only play them once at home and once away, mm-hmm. but like, there's no reason if you're in Detroit to play two games in Detroit or Orlando or Atlanta, like some of the stuff, like some of the scheduling they've done, I hope it kind of carries over being like, it works. It helps. It does better. It makes the product better because like you said, and I feel like some of the players would like it, you know, like especially if you had a shitty game against the bucks, we play them again tomorrow. I'm going to get my fuck. I'm going to put on a fucking clinic next game mm-hmm. instead of waiting three months. And it's a completely different team. It's a completely different mindset. Like it just yeah, brings they, in that. They, they have a day of rest here. Uh, you to know, Tatum, the tape to work yeah, Tatum, Tatum didn't play the game before due to, due to, due to <laughs> some illness. Hurts. Yeah. Due to some illness. And then he comes back uh, last night and, I don't know. Didn't did not play great. So hopefully he gets his legs back underneath him. And uh we have, have to we have to take that game tomorrow night. And if they don't, hope yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see them slip to like the 10 spot. So or at least I, you know, behind the pacers. I will give our listeners a hint. If you want someone to read go start reading Gary Washburn of the Globe, because he's embedded with the team. He all he does is write about the Celtics. And he mm-hmm. actually had a really good interview with uh on Felger and Maz a couple like two nights, two days ago mm-hmm. about the Celtics and their mindset and you know and a lot of it and he and he echoes a lot of things that we've talked about and a lot of people have said is like there's no cohesion. It doesn't seem like there's heart, there's grit, there's fight, and they don't know if it's the chemistry, they don't know if it's the coaching. They don't even know, and it, that's in the locker room. That's in the organization. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I know what it is. It's called COVID, and it's been going on for the last 14 months, okay? This has been a very weird time for everybody. We lost one of our better players. We didn't lose him. He left us, okay? And, th- and, he, and I think he was an integral part. He was a leader. He was a voice in the locker room. And now you had, you know, the whole thing with Marcus Smart right now is, 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 God, I'd, you know, I wish he was on, on the market to trade. Uh, that's my opinion at this point. Because uh, maybe we can get some value back. Maybe it's a pick and another player, whatever it may be. Throw him, you know, no if we picks. have this. No picks. No, 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 no. Get rid of one of our picks as well. Not, oh, not, okay. Not, not, <laughs> not obtain one. You know, like throw Marcus, another pick. And, uh, you eat, you know, you got, you're gonna, you're gonna have to eat that money though. No one's going to take that contract. Yeah. Which, which kind of, you know, so, you know, puts us in it, puts us in a spot, but I guess what I'm saying is, and these are young guys, there is really no leader in the locker room. Right. So I, I, 
and like you say, you talk about chemistry and it's like, yeah, but there's this other element here that has affected the chemistry because Kemba is always hurt. Gordon left. Jalen's the only one. Jalen is the only player currently right now that I think has been over exceeding expectation. He has always been on the up and up and he has not missed a game. He is COVID protocol all in check. You know, I'm not, I hope I'm not going to wood somewhere. But these, some of these issues happened prior to COVID. There was a chemistry issue last year and who had the ball and coaching and holding people accountability. This has been a running theme for the Celtics for a while. Yes. Did COVID amplify it? Yes. But this was an issue before March 15th of last year when the league shut down. And we don't we know were one what of the hottest. We were one of the hottest teams before shutdown. Tatum was on a unconscious I'm not, run. Did, did, so, did, 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 I, did I single out a player? No, you automatically went to Tatum. I said the team as the whole has had a chemistry. They were the, one of the hottest teams before, before had the a shutdown. Com- had a chemistry problem and still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. By the way, that last year, so which they should have won. And three out of the four. Which again, they should have won. They were the better. They were the better team in every single one of those Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know. They were they were the better team, and I'm agreeing you with on that. And I hold the, and, and I criticize the Celtics like mad. They should have been to the NBA Finals at least last at least two out of the four times they've been there in the last couple of years. So, so last year you thought. The uh, they were, were better they, than the they, Heat. They they were a much better team than the Heat. So much better than the Heat. They should have been Lakers. Should have been Lakers Celtics in the finals. Now, and to a point, and to a point, I literally thought the refs, because the NBA, were going to push and try to do what they could to get that matchup there. But even without the help, the way they, the way they, they over. What happened was that Gordon got help, got hurt, and they lost to the Heat. That was a better team. That's what happened. It actually, you can actually go back and see it. <laughs> so I still, I still think that they should have been in the finals. And without he, Gordon, he, with him being injured and being a, a shell of himself when he came back against the Heat, he was a shell. He was a shell of himself earlier in the season when they won friggin' fifteen games. They were fifteen and five. Was before which injury? That before the hand, before the hand, yeah. he was averaging like twenty four points a game. But I'm saying, even when he wasn't there, they were still winning at a stupid clip. Because the players stepped up. Like who? Tatum, Brown. They took the team on their back and pushed forward. You, sa- I, you I, saw... I, I, I think I have to go back and look, but I I, I don't know. They're, they were a different team when Gordon was out. 100%. There was okay, not a better win-loss. It doesn't... Like I said, the talent on the court should have beat the Heat. Without Gordon. Yes, without Gordon. Because they did it. What? They, they had a winning record against the Heat prior to the bubble. Mm-hmm. And that was with fans in a non neutral site. But what did they play? Two games? Doesn't matter. There was one. In, <laughs> what, what, was it one and one? Two, two and oh? I think, like... I think it was two and oh. I think the, Cel- the Celtics were the better team. All the right, Celtics so did, have been the Gordon better team in the finals. Games? Did Gordon play in both those games? 
I don't know. I'm just right. Right. I love, I love <laughs> so, how I give. I, I love how I agree with Jay, and I give him credit for something, and then he shits on my take so hard. Basically, it's like they should have been in the finals. They should be better than what they are. Well, how, wh- why do you say that? Because they're no, a better team you, than no, half the team. Your point was, let's re- roll the tape. The point was that they had chemistry problems before. They COVID. do have chemistry problems. They have not chemistry when, problems. Not with when K- you're going Kyrie. to the not when you're going to the Eastern Conference three out of the last four years. Okay. And, and, and because they didn't get over the hump and win a championship, that is all your basis on not having chemistry. No, they they had a freaking eruption in there where they threw fucking chairs at each other. When in the bubble against the Heat, the and that was Marcus Smart, right? Yeah, and it divided the locker room. They never recovered. What, one dude. Uh well, when well, he, it sounds like he was the only one stepping up and talking and calling people out in their shit. It's because it's fucking Marcus Smart. Are you fucking who serious? Else, who like, else was doing it? Was it Gordon Hayward? Because he was out. It's not Jason Tatum, who's supposed to be the leader of the club, the team as a clubhouse, because I'm a baseball guy, <laughs> or Jalen Brown, who are who they want to build the team around. Someone needs to step up and be fucking a leader in that clubhouse. No one wants to do it, or no one's scared to do it because Jalen wants to be Jalen and just be the fucking poster boy and fucking he'll be out if they don't do anything in three years. Like same thing with Jalen Brown, like Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be out. Like I said, they've gotten so far with, with the talent they have, but there there's, there's an intangible chemistry that hasn't gotten over there. That's why I'm saying I'm agreeing with you that they should have been in the finals, that the talent on the court should have pushed them to that next level. But when you have fucking Jalen Brown still saying that he should have fucking six championships by now, all this shit, like hyping themselves up and no one pulling them out and smacking them around like a Kevin Garnett, like a fucking someone who's been there before and be like, guys, like you don't know shit. So when you don't have that player to do that or a coach who is fucking squeaky, the mouse mm-hmm. who doesn't say anything, doesn't call out his team when they need to be called out with called out for. You're not going to have that chemistry because no one gives but a the, shit about the, but team. the Celtics haven't had a coach like that. Since Doc, since the last time they won a championship. No, whoa, hold on. Doc did not win him that championship. Let's back up. Back up. Ray Allen, Garnett, Paul Pierce. Okay. Doc is, you know, no, he's not a good coach, man. Stop. Okay. So, again, you want to go back to the whole thing like someone getting in someone's face and slapping people around. To say, get your head out of your ass. Oh, that's Doc Rivers, the guy who's the biggest cheerleader no, no, no. I've ever seen as a coach. No, I'm, I'm saying that like <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't have that at all. On the we Celtics. haven't had that in 20 years, man. You haven't had a player to look in someone's face and says, "Get the fuck no, going." You, and I'm play. talking coach, coach. I, I, I conceded the Doc River point. I was like, okay, like I said, like okay, that's fine. But like again, you, you haven't had someone in anybody of these faces being like, you don't, you've won shit. Now, I thought we'll, Tristan Thompson was going to be that person. I thought fucking Ky- Kyrie was going to be that person. Being like, guys, like no, we got to get better. We got to go. New, that. New, nope. new generation of players, man. And that's why the Celtics won't win a championship. Yeah, but it's 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 probably like, not probably, it's probably uh, most likely uh, around the NBA, this is probably an epi- epidemic with how the players, the, the ages of these athletes, and they have a different focus on their brand. You mentioned that once before and who they, you know, they're, they're more about the, the name on the back, right. Than the name on the front. Okay. They all have their own things and what they want to do. Um, like if anything, if you go back, if you go back and look at 
take it off the Celtics for a second and look at the Blazers. Fucking phenomenal team, right? Wins all the time. They got one of the best players in the NBA, Damian Lillard. Jet, they can't get out of their own fucking way. They haven't made it to a Western Conference final. Yet their, their roster on paper looks fucking phenomenal. But they can't do it either. And guess what? Because it's the youth. They they trade well, away who, LaMarcus who, Aldridge. And who else, is it, who else is in the West? Where have all the champions been come out over the last five years? Five. So what we had Lakers and Cleveland. Golden State, Golden State, Golden State. Yeah, Golden State. State. Well, how many did they have? Three? They, they oh. won three in four years. Cleveland was the fourth, and you had the Lakers. All right, so two and three. You could say the same thing. What, what, what about the Kings of the 2000s? Yeah. What, that they didn't do anything? You said who the was Kings, in their way? Right? Yeah, who was in their way every time? Lakers? Who became what? Well, and the NBA. Let's let's. If you really well, want to go I look mean, at tape, I, I know. I, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I, 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 I'm just saying, like they got to the finals three years in a row against the Lakers, and yeah, maybe. Well, what, was it Game Six was the big controversy <laughs> of that year, but like, well, I mean, the NBA is crooked to begin with. I we talked <laughs> about the draft already. Yeah, no, but yeah, like, su- super crooked. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. You could say Portland, yeah. Portland should be better, but again, we just talked about it three seconds ago. Every playoff team, every team in the West, the playoff season right now, the playoffs started right now, every team is above 500. Every team. Mm-hmm. And we said the East is a weaker conference because every year, somehow, one or two, the seventh and eighth seed are always a sub-500 team because they need eight teams to fucking make the playoffs. Like I feel like the playoffs in the East should just be six teams if you're, if you're under 500. So yeah, it should be like, six and then ten, or you know, or like you, you've always said, take the sixteen best teams and sixteen best teams, and the majority your, of them would be out of the fucking West. That would like, be your that would be your seating or whatever. But like I said, I still like I said, for me, there will there there is a chemistry problem on this team because I don't think even the Celtics know what they want to do. Because like I like they want to you you want to keep the two J's you want to keep the two J's they're mm-hmm. untouchable. Smarka Smart is a great defense, great defensive player. And he's he's that hard, hit the ground, go after the loose balls, whatever. Should he be shooting the ball fucking 50 times a game? No, he nope. shouldn't. But again, it's like But he shouldn't be the leader either. I'm not I'm, someone needs to be the leader. Someone needs to step up yeah, in that locker room. Yeah, said it before. It's either Tatum or Brown or both. I and, don't give a and, shit. And Make them both. One- but neither neither one wants to like that's what th- that's that's what you hear when J- when Jalen Brown was asked about issues with the shot you know who's taking the last shot you know what's going no comment no comment no comment you know like a leader if you're a leader you're like we got to be better someone like no 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 comment is like I don't want to get I I don't want to I don't want to make waves I don't want to get fined I don't want to get fined. like shit like that like I'm like and I feel like unless you have that presence they're not going to make that next step jump like great like i i hope they do good i hope they get better and i hope that the, the team grows and gets good they're not going to the finals this year not happening they don't have the talent right now to get that far they know they got the talent to get as far as they can possibly to the eastern conference finals but you have a lot of better teams ahead of them three teams in particular mm-hmm. okay look you know if you want to look to next year 
unless somehow a lot of those bench players make that next step somehow and develop better, it's still going to, it's a very uphill climb to get where they need to go to. And if the end goal is a championship, and that's what Wick's always said, my goal is to get the next championship. You know, that's what Danny says. You know, you're looking at 2023 as the, the, when they're going to, you know, every the 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 sea is going to part and these free agents are going to come available. And, you know, you're going to have Jason and, you know, Jalen all ready to go. If the Celtics haven't, if I'm a player and the Celtics haven't made those those moves or haven't, they've been middlers and they haven't made that next step or even contended or even seen like, hey, I can help get that that player to that next goal. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm not, you know, I, 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 my expectation of the Celtics, they're going to be a midler Eastern conference team, like four to eight seed for the foreseeable future. Nothing on my, on the horizon that the Celtics have done. Show me that they have something, you know, going moving forward. Cause they're very, very inconsistent. Yeah. I guess what I, what I was trying to look up right now, you mentioned the Warriors having their, when they had their dynasty and they were pretty good and it was all guys that they drafted. Like it, and I was, what I was trying to look up and I didn't have enough time here. So my point's going to be pretty shitty and it's kind of be out there, but I'm curious as to when, when they actually won their first championship, right? They had Draymond, uh, Curry and clay, right? At what ages were and how much experience did Curry and Clayton or Clay have together before they actually started winning championships? Is it a 2005? No, it was 2014 is when 14, they started 15. their dynasty. I'm pretty sure Curry was in the league six years by then, right? I'm looking up right now. Hold on one second. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, nine. He was drafted five years into the league. All right. And that's when the dynasty started to begin. So 2014, that's when Kerr came. Uh, and then they won the 14, 15 season. So yeah, let's say fifth, sixth year. Okay. And then clay, when was he drafted? Probably two years after. So they probably, what was that? I'm looking right now. I guess what my point is, it took them four seasons playing together to actually get to the uh, to get to a point. And guess what? A coach got 11. fired, huh? Eleven. Yep. So three or four years. So three years, and then a coach gets fired. Jackson, who was getting them to the playoffs, they were still a pretty good team. And then Kerr gets in there one year, and they're already, you know, that coach is able to unlock now. Kerr uh, was able to unlock Clay and uh Stefan Curry and they go fucking nuts, right? They go bonkers. It's Splash Brothers. They're going to the NBA Finals. Draymond's a rookie, I think at that point. He's got a defensive stopper. Okay, great. All right. So, but we're still one two years removed of that with our stars Tatum and Brown. So, for uh chemistry or youth or whatever problem you want to pinpoint it. Yeah, we're in the middle of that right now. You got to get through this period cuz every team had to. It's not like Guys were drafted and they were phenomenally good. And if you look at guys like LeBron, who is what, 15, 16 years into 17 years into the league, then he gets AD to come to the Lakers and they win a championship. Well, that was a free agent win. And then when Durant finally went to the Warriors and went to two more, win two more titles, 
again, you had a free agent going to a team that was already pretty good anyway. So at some point, people are going to look at the Celtics. A coaching change may have to occur. So I'm not arguing that 100% right now for them to get over the hump and to have Brown and Tatum be unlocked. And now you have the two youth guys getting two, three years down the road, more experience together, being those leaders. Because guess what? Stephen Curry was not a leader when he was four years into the league of that team. You had other guys like Dante Ellis, who was the leader of that team back then, who was scoring 30 points a game when Curry was making, you know, 14 points a game. So again, you, you look at these other dynasties and these other teams that it, it, it takes time. And now they're trying to figure out what pieces are going to fit. I love Robert Williams. I love Naismith. These are good guys that are on the bench. Fine. Leave them there. We Marcus smart. If he stays, he could be our Draymond fucking great. You still need that one guy and it's not Kemba. It wasn't Kyrie. It's that's the tough part. You need that one other guy. That's actually like you kind of said, who is going to move them. I hope Kemba is influenced them in a good way as being a leader, but Kemba is kind of on the back nine of his career at age 30, which sucks, which is not what we were expecting. Right. I mean, he's been injured pretty much all the time. He's got tendonitis in his knee and he has to can't play back to backs. That sucks. That's a bad asset. That's a bad pickup. And that's where Danny and, you know, like, man, that sucks. Kyrie didn't work out. That sucks because he's one of the best NBA point guards in the league, scoring guards in the league. That sucks. It just didn't work out. But we're trying. They keep trying to make this happen. It's just not happening yet. Eventually, there's going to be a player. I don't know who that is. Could be Bradley Beal, like I said, in a couple years. And then then we're talking like, holy shit, this team is going to be the next dynasty. So you just got to, unfortunately, we're not there right now. And it, it's okay as a fan for me to say, yeah, we're not there. But I, I fully support this team. I fully support Brad. I fully support Danny and the organization. It's just, you got to wait for Tatum and Brown to finally get grown, to be men, and to fucking own the league. Because they will one day. You just hope it's in a Celtic uniform. And I'm going to end my point right there with the Celtics. And let's move on to the New England Patriots. Because I'm done talking oh, about mean- them. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's going to be about five minute talk about the, the Patriots. <laughs> well, no, let's just start here. Where do you sit? How do you feel right now? How do you feel about all the moves? I've heard all the dialogue about, holy shit, Bill Belichick. What the fuck is he doing? Who gives a fuck? What do you think about I the players think, that they're picking up? And what, what do you think they're trying to do? Oh, they're going to win the defense and running the ball. Yeah, I, Damian Harris is going to be, I think, one of our MVPs on offense. He's got to be, right, if we got Cam Newton at our QB. That guy's going to run, hey, fantasy football players out there, go ahead and draft Damian Harris or make sure if you're in a keeper league, keep him. Because guess what? He's going to get the ball all the fucking time. <laughs> so, um, And the defense is going to be so good that field position is going to be in our favor. Because guess what? We're going to bring a lot of pressure. Our As long as Gilmore stays, which is a pretty, pretty big, I, I think it's going to still happen, our defensive backfield's great. And now we have a pass rush. Oh, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. You know, and, and I think defense is going to win us a couple games this year. So like I mentioned before in the last pod, 10 and seven looks, uh, uh, that's our floor. That's our floor. Our ceiling, our ceiling is 12 wins. 12 wins. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, you know, the real question boils down to, and I still think, I don't think Cam's the starter, even though he's been signed. I think that 
we haven't seen, you know, either we're going to draft a quarterback, move up in the draft, to try which, to grab which is great as to be a Pats fan. Let's do it. I'm 100% on board with that. Um, because some of the, some of the moves you've made doesn't really show a running mobile quarterback. You know, you got two pass catching tight ends. You got two very good wide receivers uh, out there. You, know, you still have Julian Edelman. You know, rumors are they're trying to swap. They're trying to flip Nikhil Harry to get him off the roster to open up some spots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, you, you got White back on a one year deal. You got Harris. You know, Sony Michelle is Sony Michelle. Great. Your you, your 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 offensive line has been shored up. You got Trent Brown back, but your left you know your left tackle moves kicks I, Isaiah Wynn in. You have Andrews back as your center, which is equally as fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you know they're making the moves to to strengthen that line for a pack a pocket passer. The you know the 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 three step drop or shotgun take survey the field throw the ball not scrambling not a Patrick Mahomes not a you know, um, you know, Lamar Jackson type of quarterback, uh, you know, a normal, you know, regular, you know, from three, three seconds or less. Right. You know, exactly. And, you know, it, but, but until, you know, and it reminds me very much of the Patriots in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. they won those, they won those, a lot of those games. Yeah. Tom Brady was the quarterback, but a lot of those game, a lot of those games were done via, um, uh, it was done via defense and special teams and ball placement. And mm-hmm. Brady wasn't winning these games as much as like he was later in the career. It wasn't all on him. It was on the team. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I mean, I, th- I think realistically you're going to see, you know, they're going to try to trade that 15th round pick to see 15th overall pick to go up or down. They got plenty of, ob- you know, opportunities to do that. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm very interested to see what happens and what they do and, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, you know, I mean, the good thing about this is like anybody else has done anything. You know, we basically bought all the free agents mm-hmm. and what, whatever players have done, they've done a one year deal because the cap took a massive step backwards. And next year, this cap's supposed to get high again because fans are going to be back in the stands. You know, you, you know, they just signed a, a hundred billion dollar TV deals with all the networks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that money is going to come in and we'll see what happens. I'm very curious. Um, you know, I have all, all the free agent pickups. Who's your favorite? Um, for me, it has to be the tight ends. You know, you, you were very successful in the, with a two, two tight end set until one of them had to go and kill somebody. Um, you know, you know, the joke was the Boston tea party, T E party. Um, and the double tight end sets and, you know, you know, having them block and then go out for passes. That's what made, you know, Hernandez and Gronk so interesting because you still had a strong offensive line. So you had two tight ends in the, in, in the strong and then kind of peel off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'm very interested to see exactly what happens. And, you know, uh, you know, it, is it enough to get over, Kansas city or Baltimore or the bills. We'll see. I mean, you, you don't I, win. Well, you don't I, win the, you don't win a super bowl on the free agent signings. You got to see how they come together. And I think come training camp, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of players being released that you're is going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. I, but, think, I think this is very telling of exactly, exactly what you're trying to say in our, in the Patriots first dynasty in the, in the early two thousands where defense was really a focal point. 
right? We had a strong secondary, a big pass rush, stop the gaps. And I think that's the model we're trying to get back to now based on some of these pickups. And, you know, guys like Judon uh, and it picking up the nose tackle from Miami. And that that is a package deal because what's going to happen, you got to have that tackle that's going to that's gonna need to pick up two blocks so that Judon is free. Now that's why Judon had so much success in Baltimore. Well, well, you had, that's where you have Guy. Guy came back. Lawrence Guy came back and signed mm-hmm. a deal, so he's back in the fold. He was. Uh, you need to plug those that, that interior line, those gaps, and and it, we got Van Noy back. And High Towers coming uh, back. Oh, uh, that's Tower is not a three down player anymore. He's going to be your third down linebacker. He's going to, like I said, I, I don't think, I don't think he can physically hold up for 17 games. Um, but you know, for me, it's, you know, is this going to let Winovich kind of be, be a little bit more free and let him do more free blitzes and kind of, you know, be the freak that he can be. You saw flashes of it last year with Winovich. And if you be good, also, like I said, if you can get a little, and, that, and I think the Patriots were 28th in quarterback pressures last mm-hmm. year. So it's like, let's see if that, and cause like I said, your, your secondary can lock down as needed, you know, with the, with the retirement of Patrick Chung, well, does that open up for uh, Joe Juwan? See if he can step up to that role and be that slot, you know, slot corner and kind of, you know, you know, sl- shut down that person. We'll see. Like I said, the good thing about the Patriots and I, and I, and I still think that they, as the Patriots and Kraft, like Kraft, you know, Kraft, you probably signed off on all this stuff being like, do whatever you got to do to make us relevant again. I mm-hmm. think Brady winning the Super Bowl was Kraft looked at Bill and be like, what are you doing? Like we go not, we go seven and nine and fucking Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Like what are we doing here? Like spend the money, like spend mm-hmm. the money. Yeah, and I, and, what do they still have? Like ten million bucks left, right? Yeah, but I think that's going to be for that quarterback. You know, they're going to try to trade for a quarterback. I mean, realistically, I, you know, at this point in time, I would take a flyer on Alex Smith and bring him in and see what he can do. Like, you know, you thinking if he, but again, Mike, but the question in my mind is, what the fuck did Stidham do? Did he like sh- take a dump on Bel Belichick's desk? Like, you know, I don't know, dude. The guy's going to be selling insurance in the Midwest in about two years. So I would, I, I don't think, I don't think there's anything, any problem with, you know, they're seeing it in the room, man. That guy doesn't got it. Doesn't got the sauce, man. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's not even evident. It's just, you, <laughs> I mean, not, not only is a team telling you, I, you, you could kind of see it with your own eyes when he, when he plays, it's, it ain't great. And I think yeah. they're like, Oh shit. You know, like, they were hoping it to be like a little Jimmy Garoppolo, a little little Eastern Michigan act. I still think. And- I still <laughs> think if, if uh, I mean, who the hell knows what, I, you know, what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins? Not DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Deshaun. Uh, well, uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. That's. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. You know, let's see if he gets out of Houston. I, don't, I think right now, I think everybody's like he's kryptonite right now. He's radioactive. Um, with everything, all the legal stuff going on, but you know, you think mm-hmm. San Francisco would still make a play for him? We'll see, you know. But if that's I, the I, case, I, then that- I, I think that's like the the only and great fit for sure, probably at this point. Uh, but again, there's still a huge, you know, R- Russell Wilson out of Seattle, man. He's he's itching, he's 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 laying all the breadcrumbs, man. 
Well, he's laying all the breadcrumbs to get a new contract. Just FYI. He has one year left on his deal. Oh, so he just wants to get paid like Mahomes or something? Probably. And I still wouldn't take like that. That money they gave to Mahomes is fucking stupid. Like you're literally, I understand like you want to secure your, your team for 15 years, but like if he, if he gets hurt or blows out his knee, that's not the same quarterback that th- th- that is not the same p- player. And you saw, you saw what an, even a 75% Mahomes at the Super Bowl was still sick. But again, if you take away his mobility, he's just another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and everyone's like, Oh, the no look passes the, the he's horizontal. That's all stuff that he's running and he's on the run for. And, you know, that's not him. If he sat in the pocket, it was like, doop, 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 and then ran out and then still had that accuracy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. Like, he's even more dangerous if you contain him in the pocket. But yeah, it's like, I was Deshaun like, Watson. With, like, I, I, I'd still yeah. pick Deshaun, <laughs> you know, even though Mahomes has a championship at this point going forward, I would still be like, I think I want to lean on Deshaun a little bit. I like I like his style. It's trend, it can last twelve more years. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. So we'll see. Like I said, you know, the draft is coming up. It's going to be in Cleveland, which again, I don't know the fuck Cleveland got the draft, but whatever. Uh, you know, but we'll see. Like I said, I, I, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm looking forward to the uh, the playoffs, the playoffs, the 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 pre the rest of the league year starting to move forward and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, draft days coming around the corner, so. In May, man, it got pushed up till May. It's crazy. Whoa. Oh, all right. I, I'm um, expecting it a lot sooner than that, but Jesus. And then also uh, baseball starts this time next week. Yeah. Speaking uh, of baseball, when is our fantasy going to start? What's what's going on with that? It kind of went quiet here. Is that still um, a thing? Are we still trying to do yeah. that? Yeah, it is. All right. Hold on. I got to stop. this. Because I got a buddy of mine that uh, wants to get, get in the league. So I, I got another guy. Hey, sir. What's up? All right, James is muted here, so here I am on the pod alone. Hey, everybody. My kids, I'm actually watching my kids through my video, and they're both awake too. So, man, I think we got to wrap this show up anyway. But uh, we had a lot of plenty of Celtic talk, Patriots talk. James is looking at me all kind of funny and stuff. I see. I'm just talking by myself. I see you, James. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, what else we got to talk about? Uh, you know what? Big thing that's happening right now, and I don't know if all you people are uh, paying attention, but uh, sports cards. When you were a kid, were you into sports cards growing up? It's making a huge resurgence right now, and it's something that's pretty epic. And I remember collecting cards. I think in the late '80s, early '90s, I got a lot of you know. I had to dust them all off, kind of figure out where they're all at. But right now, it's becoming like art and collecting art and, it, and, it, and the value of these things are skyrocketing and all these investors and hedge fund people are all getting involved. Uh, prices for these things are, are going through the roof. And I wish I, I did keep a track of a few and I kind of look back at what we had or what I had. Uh, one of my, 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 my favorite cards is Barry Sanders rookie. Got it nice in a, in a case and whatever. Got a couple of Michael Jordan cards. Started to try to look them up on Beckett and kind of see where their values are at. Not terrible. Uh, a couple hundred bucks here and there, maybe a thousand. Uh, I always wanted to hold on to them thinking, hey, maybe this could be my retirement plan. Uh, and my wife keeps telling me, hey, man, maybe it's time to start getting rid of those things. And 
but uh, I guess I'm not ready to get rid of them. Maybe hold on to them another 20 years, you know, get that value up. But man, if if anyone's looking to kind of invest their time, their money, and have a little hobby, you know, sports cards is kind of where it's at right now. Any sport, uh, obviously football and basketball are some of the best. Uh, but man, hockey, tennis, golf, uh, all these sports are having this huge resurgence in the card market. Um, so. I want to promote it as high as I can. I don't even know if this is on the air right now. I could just be talking to myself. Um, but uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of my two cents, and I'm going to be sticking to that. But as far as our Celtics and uh, Patriots talk, man, um, I think we had some good good dialogue here and some, and some Bruins talk, some Bruins chatter. Uh, obviously, the Red Sox uh, getting through the uh, uh, preseason here and – See how they're doing in Florida, and hopefully uh, the team teams uh, getting clicking on all cylinders come when the season starts. But uh, I wonder if Chris Sale's ever going to come back. I wonder how he's going to be this year. Oh, I'll keep a, a feather in my cap for the fantasy draft that we're supposed to have here soon. And well, it looks like James is coming back, so uh, maybe he can save me from. Uh... Looks like we're going to wrap up the show, everybody. So uh, there's, a, there's a couple things that I want to pinpoint is, uh, first of all, when you're waking up in the morning and you're trying to think of, man, what what coffee am I going to have today? Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks. Man, I just don't want to get in the car and go all the way. Man, I wish there was a, a good way that I could just get on my computer, order some great coffee. You know what? There is a website I did find, and James told me all about it, and I told all my friends. It's getdeadly.com, everybody. It's Deadly Grounds Coffee, some of the most delicious flavors uh always got new ones coming out uh and fun little pictures and 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 uh creepy little stuff uh on the on the coffee packages that uh just give you a delight in the morning you know and uh you know i'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh one of my friends not only eric hyam but my other friend eric uh you know i i, I def, i'm reaching out to you guys and saying hey get on the get on the horn get on getdeadly.com get yourself some scary delicious coffee at Deadly Ground Coffee at GetDeadly.com. So I think I'm going to try to sign off here. Um, and I hope all is well, and I'll talk to you guys soon. James is pretty busy right now, but uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you next week.